ain't nobody listening to this shit. Welcome to the Beyond Our Service podcast, where two veterans with wives and kids pretend to know what they're doing in life. We look at the good, bad, and ugly and laugh our way through it all. So come join us as we go beyond our service. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is Sunday, March 28th, and on this episode, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories. And we're going to do that with a special guest on our second installment of Beer with a Buddy with my good friend, Glenn. Here we go. steve how's your week been? <laughs> oh, it's been so long. It's been uh, such a long week. It's been a good week, but a long week. How's yours? Uh, it was great. It was well said. The snow is all melted away. It was 70 degrees. I played golf today. It was awesome. Nice. Now we're now we went on a hike, man. It was really nice. It was like it's almost too warm. Eh, I can't. That's it's too early to complain about that. It was nice. It was like 72. Nice. Pretty kids nice. Ha- kids had did they last? Kids had a good time. Oh, dude, our kids can. So we've been hiking since they were. Matter of fact, so we went with another couple. They have a three and a half year old. We went and took our kids when they were. Stephen was three and a half. We went to um, up to Vancouver for a trip from through that we had like I earned through work and <clears throat> excuse me so we hike up this huge hill we're gonna go to this like tea house thing where they make these uh, sandwiches and tea and it like kind of switch backs around but it is it's like a mile and a half or two miles and it's almost I don't know how many feet you change in elevation but it is Dude, really you're tall. hiking on switchbacks like you, it's so obnoxious, but like it's necessary because yes. it's way too steep not to have them. But when you look up, it's so demoralizing <laughs> yes. to look at how much they snake and like switch back up the hills. This and, thing was, yeah. this was a monster, man. Like it was way, someone told us, they're like, oh yeah, it's easy for kids to do. You'll be fine. Steven is three and a half. Lillian is five and a half. Luckily, I had a king size snicker bar because I like candy. So I just remembered that it was in my bag. We got like halfway and they were about to lose it. And then I realized that I had it. And I was like, oh, here, 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 eat this. And they were super happy. <laughs> got all the way to the top. Dude, it was, we didn't think it was that bad. I had a, like a European guy call me over to his table and he's like, hey, uh, how old are your children? And I told him and he was like, wait, do you, uh, you said he was a what? An Italian? Guy? European. Oh, Some European. European dude. I don't know. He's like, you, uh, you train him? You train the Russian. children? You sound Russian, bro. That's still close enough. Eastern European. Either way. He was like, you'll train children. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no. No, I didn't. I just had him walk. He's like, what steroids do you give your kids? Dude, seriously, he was like, how'd you get them to, to do them this UFC so far? Champion. But yeah, we was it was good, man. But so today we hike like three miles. And, uh, and it's down here. It's so flat. It doesn't matter. But uh, they're good well, at it, man. They're monsters. Cool story. I'm excited because today, <laughs> he's laughing. today, the coolest story I got. It, yeah, it was a cool story. I, I didn't mean, I'm sorry. That was your kids. That was a good story. Yeah. But, asshole. <laughs> I'm excited. We're in our second edition of Beer with a Buddy. I got my good, good, good friend from the Marine Corps, Glenn. We've been talking about this since he has been, uh, he's been a trooper listening and supporting the podcast from the start for uh no other reason other than i told him to and uh so thank yeah you. thank you for that Glenn. Yeah. we got glenn here today and uh when i asked him what he wanted to talk about he definitely immediately brought up conspiracy theories so that was just a no-brainer yes but, uh glenn i know like i said we joined the marine corps at the same time not knowing each other at that time went through some training and then uh ended up going through the same MOS school and then got attached to the same unit. So uh, happy to have you, Glenn. What's been going on in your life, dude? Good to be here. It's even more exciting now that I see how the sausage is made behind the scenes. It's even (laughs) more of a treat. It's as ugly as we uh, make it out to be. No, we're professional broadcasters, that's for sure. No, it's been good. Uh, 
surprised you said you had snow still. We've had, we haven't had snow for a while here in old Minnesota. So it's, you know, just kind of been, that's crazy. So March and April are the, uh, the biggest months for snowfall in Colorado, which I never would have thought was the case, but it is just constantly. That's weird. And it usually, what's weird is that it usually just, it snows. We have a massive snowfall and then it, it melts within days or like a week which I'm not used to growing up on the East coast where you just get like one big snow and then it's just frozen for like the entire winter and it's disgusting. So, um, but that's crazy though. Minnesota, I would think you guys always have more snow than us. Yeah. What part of Minnesota are you in? Twin cities area. Okay. Just South of St. Paul. I don't, I don't associate with Minneapolis too much, but (laughs) St. Paul's awesome. St. Paul. Actually, you know what? Both the, both the cities are awesome. Really? I, and my wife knows this. I love to shit on Minnesota as hard as I can, as often as I can, but I do enjoy St. Paul. St. Paul's a, a fun place. So cool. Yeah. It's like the perfect Never size, been. little city, little city. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but let's get into that. Ah, wait, hold on. Before we get into it, I want to ask, I'm going to ask Glenn some questions. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. You slow down. Fire all away. Right? Jerk. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at our pages. Our great outline. This is a first. I can't believe we, we have an outline. Don't tell me that. It was in the outline for this no, show. Yeah, it says it. Oh, there it is. Glenn, do you have any pets? So one dog that we're gonna get in a few weeks, German Shepherd. His name Very is very nice. Klaus. Figured Fantastic strong, choice. Strong German name for a strong German boy. So we're excited about that. A couple weeks, but as of the, at, at the moment, no. Awesome. And uh, are you married? I am married to uh, my lovely wife, Tori, who's going to be listening to this later. So I want to make sure I give her a shout out. Does Tori <laughs> hate our podcast as much as my wife does? No, not at all. She likes it. Oh, <laughs> not wow. Yet. Good for you. Not yet. Well, today might change that. Um, so do you guys have any kids? No kids. So we got married God, in, you're so lucky. in 2018. So we've been having that conversation. I think it'll happen sooner rather than later, but at, at the moment, no kids. So yeah, when I listen to your guys' father stories, I get to laugh from a distance knowing that soon I'll probably be in the worst of it myself. So yeah, it's, you know, they're, what? You they're did it such a the blessing. right way though. Yeah. Well, Get your knife, married, uh, enjoy you know, your, your wife. Your story with the knife and your son was, was, was pretty good. Just, oh yeah. He's, <laughs> he's just, he's a genius. <laughs> he's as smart as I am. So that's good. Um, yeah, no, they're a beautiful blessing that will suck the soul right out of you. Um, and last but not least, which is probably the most important question, do you sit, sir, or do you stand? See, I was. this is the most important thing is I was, I'm very eager to get my opinion on push presence. So I feel like that's been a constant <laughs> theme of our show here. So yes. I want to talk. make sure we definitely talk about push presence. I would love the chance one more time is to, to tell Jenny how wrong she is. Mm. <laughs> she will i can't all. wait i can't wait to hear her rebuttal to whatever you're gonna say right now because you just had it you had an unbelievable ability to just go to get her from zero to ten like that so i think it was both, fire I mean, I away many times that me and you would be drinking in your garage watching football or whatever and it would be you know it'd be middle of the day and she would come out are you guys are you guys drunk already and of course being the mature adults we were at that point our reaction was always jenny what's done is done we're here (laughs) jenny we can bicker about this all day but what's done is done (laughs) that's a stepbrothers reference yeah uh but to answer your question i don't know i i remember this episode i'm kind of a maybe a mix i kind of lean forward and okay that's what i'm saying handle it a little bit yeah but definitely not like so you're, a, so you're like hovering off at the off yeah the lid at at the time okay yeah I can so I'm tell not you like pretty leaning one one cheek on on the deal that's weird well, good <laughs> good for you everybody's got their own tactics <laughs> all right let's get in wait I want to I want to get in right now what what is your opinion on push presence yeah nonsense total nonsense that that push presents are nonsense. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. Like, yeah, the gift is the child. Fact. And I, I don't know what else they're, you know, what else mm. needs to be had. I guess. Damn. Do you watch Ted Lasso, Glenn? No, you guys have been. I, I heard you guys talking. My parents told me the same thing, but we don't have Apple TV, so I don't know. Just get it for a free trial. 
Really? Yeah, you could do a seven day free trial. You'll knock it out in two days. Okay. It's and then just our, we talked about it. It's on our to do. It's legit. You, I'll hook you up later. All right. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Wait, you're you don't have an email that's that's holy wow, do you? Me? Who no. is that? Oh, Shick. Who's right, shut up? Moving on. All right. All right. Glenn and I talk about a lot of ridiculous things <laughs> when it comes to conspiracy theories. Whether we believe them or not, we usually hope for the sake of world chaos that there's some truth to them. Um, and so we thought there'd be no better place to start with this segment than with aliens. And mm, yes. much of the recent appeal to the topic of whether aliens exist, aside from the premise being amazing, is the promise from government officials that they would release public findings in regards to the matter. And I got to be honest, I thought when Trump was on his way out the door that he was just going to blow the lid off any and every single classified related material to this. So yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed. It makes me think that maybe there just wasn't anything really good there because that or he was just like, I, I want to have a chance at a second term. So maybe I won't, I won't go completely apeshit here. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what do so you guys think? I, I agree with you. I thought he, I kind of was, I was hoping that he would. Um, I think he did kind of go apeshit anyway, so he might as well have. Yeah. I mean, dropped if, the lid his on whole the, life, uh, the aliens, been, his whole life has been apeshit, but yeah. I really thought no matter what first term or second term on his way out, that he was just going to blow the lid off. And I was like, this is going to be incredible. And then Here it, it really comes. wasn't. Yeah. And then there was like nothing. And I'm like, Oh, come on. But I, I don't know when the, the first time I really got into conspiracy theories, as far as aliens goes, um, I heard about Bob Lazar. It was on a Joe Rogan podcast and he wasn't talking specifically to him, but he was talking about him. And so I went on Netflix after hearing that and watched the documentary, uh, Bob Lazar area 51. And for those of you, I know, have you watched it, Glenn? Yeah. Yeah. And, I watched and, it the other day. Did you watch it, Steve? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, a, a brief background about who he is, um, he's, he claims to have degrees from at least, or at least has attended Cal State and MIT with degrees in physics and electronic technology. Both have said to have been masters and then worked at Los Alamos National Laboratories and eventually made his way over to Area 51 where not specifically there, but in an annexed section called S4. And while there, he says in an interview that he made that he witnessed um, and worked on uh, facilities where they basically were trying to reverse engineer a antimatter generator on an alien spacecraft. So 1989, Bob goes to some investigative reporter in Las Vegas where he's living and he just blows the lid off this whole thing. And so I, I had, you guys ever heard about Bob Lazar prior to Joe Rogan, I guess, which is probably how everyone gets any sort of information. these days. <laughs> Anyone that matters is usually discovered on Joe Rogan. No, same. Yeah. I hadn't heard about him before Rogan. <clears throat> Yeah, so it was crazy, oh, right? Yeah, so either. listening to like the initial interviews, like his demeanor, this guy's demeanor and stuff was just like incredibly calm. Like he's clearly a nerd, but yeah. nothing about him screamed like for me, like watching this stuff. I was like, well, I'm not really like as skeptical as I normally am, like watching this guy. But as far as what he specifically claimed, when he first he first gets into the geographic details of where all this stuff happened in Area 51, which has pretty much been kind of confirmed as far as where he worked or where S4 would have been in relation to Area 51. And he then claims that he was put on a team, like I said, tasked to reverse engineer one of nine, he said, flying saucers, um, which he then confirmed. He was like, absolutely not technology of this Earth. And then the energy source on those was an antimatter reactor. And he then said that the, the main element that kind of fueled that was this element 150 or element 115, excuse me, which again, in 1989, no one had ever heard of it. There was absolutely no reference of it anywhere. And now later on, that element was actually synthesized in 2003 under the name Muscovian, which 
is pretty wild, which Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I mean, it's it's you can look at that and you can kind of say like, well, maybe I don't know how scientific procedures work, right? Like I don't know how what like what what they well, have first to start do. With the hypothesis, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, you guess then you guess wrong and then you blame everything but yourself when you are wrong and then you make horrific policies, but Jesus. I don't know. I don't know if they were. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Fast. Come on, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I mean, what is science? Science literally is the art of guessing. You have nothing. Science is only right when they're going back and looking at historical events, right? They're only like, other than that, you're just making your best guess, right? So, mm-hmm. like the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the art of science, like it is an art, right? It, like it's almost like its own oxymoron. It's not really a science because you're trying to predict the future which you can't do. But as far as this element 115, I didn't know if it was like, hey, were they, was there some sort of like the U.S. government had discovered it or they were like looking into it and then obviously they're probably trying to then weaponize it or use it to its advantage. And then after they realize that they can't, then it becomes public in 2003. Like, I don't know if he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the fact that it was synthesized, so it may not have been it may have been something that we were trying to do because i know you think of like all the different things they've had where they can't or elements are different i guess elements they've created right i mean i think more like drugs more than anything else like where they've synthesized certain like marijuana they've synthesized certain hallucinogens that they've kind of created how to figured out how to like go from you can still sy- yeah you can synthesize things that still exist in nature though right right like doesn't right. make it any more of a or any less of a naturally occurring element which kind of makes you wonder so you think about like what if they've had a if they were if they were able to synthesize it then you you would think they had something to base it off of right like something existed first for them to synthesize element 150 115 right because you don't just synthesize something and just like oh look at that we're gonna call it it's the same thing element 115 well you don't come out publicly and and say that until you realize there's no advantage to be had or that you've exhausted all options in in trying to get that well i think the other thing too is like when you said it's been synthesized it's i I looked it up after i watched rewatched that lazar thing this week so it's been synthesized, but it lasts for like fractions of a second. So like it's not the the element 115 that has been synthesized like publicly. It's not like a stable thing and it breaks down like incredibly quick. And so maybe yeah. that's why what Lazar has is so valuable is it's like, you know, it's a stable version of it that can be used for fuel that we haven't figured out how to create ourselves yet. You know what I well, mean? Yeah, with just like right. a literally like incredible half-life and you're just like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so did he say that those nine of the nine or the uh, spacecraft that they were some of them were working, didn't he? Did he say that in the in the interview that like some of them were working like they could know. fly? I don't remember him because, again, like he had said, I, I think it was so compartmentalized between what you're working on. So he had mentioned once how like these hangars that were in the hillsides at S4, again, not mm-hmm. not Area 51 proper. Right, but like right. this S four place that he said all the hangars were open and he could see all the way through, and that they did have multiple crafts. I think he may have alluded that there may have been some working, but like he, like he had just always stuck to the fact that he was on a team that was tasked with reengineering their their energy source, this antimatter right. reactor the engine, essentially. Yeah, right. Um, and I mean, it's worth, I, I guess it's worth noting in that Netflix film that he talked about, um, or he alluded to possibly having taken some of that element 115, which is a lot of the speculation why his shop has been raided. He has a, it's basically like a, a science hobby shop in Michigan, right? Um, where you seem cagey about it though, for sure. Yeah. Where, where it was in Michigan. It got, it looked well, like where he, he is like now. His house looked like he was still kind of in the desert almost in certain areas. I don't know. I'll let one of your almost friends like fact check me. <laughs> I don't actually like, I don't know. I, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just throwing like, out outlandish claims. It's just, it, it's a state. Michigan, Montana, it's, it's Massachusetts. Country. He's somewhere yeah. in the continental U.S. selling scientific, like basically like, you know, hobby stuff for, for little inventors. But anyways, 
that is a lot of why I think has charged the FBI raiding him was him alluding to the fact that he may have taken some of this element at the time, which I mean, could be kind of, I mean, I can kind of understand it, but again, if, if they came out and synthesized this in 2013, then it's like, why, what's the danger in it at this point? Well, cause he might, he might have like that different stable version that we can't create ourselves yet. Would yeah. be my guess. If that's why they're trying to get it. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a good point. They, so in the, in the, in the Netflix documentary, the FBI raids him and initially you're like, oh man, this is crazy timing, right? Cause it's all during the filming of this. And you're like, oh, maybe it's just the government trying to shut him up. Apparently that was related to a murder investigation, <laughs> which some, yeah, some lady died of a toxic chemical that they believe could have or at some point Bob may have had in his science hobby shop. And so they were just doing their due diligence on that. I mean, nothing ever was tied or pinned on Bob for that one, but <laughs> I thought that was kind of convenient timing when they're filming this documentary. That is very convenient timing. Yeah. yeah. It made for a very dramatic couple scenes. So since 1989, uh, he does the interview and this is one of like the key reasons that I kind of believe what he says, because unremarkably, it's difficult to find out a lot about Bob since he came out and did this interview. And that is not by accident. And they, he, he, there's no record of his birth that, that people can find right now. The government, this is yeah, his claims. Weird. This is Bob's claims is that he is... His, his, the paper trail has been completely wiped clean from his past. So you can't find record of him at Cal State. You can't find record of him at MIT, both of where he claims to have degrees. And then you, there's no record of him at Los Alamos National Laboratories where he said he was a physicist at, which is all crazy because, number one, there's friends who said they dropped him off and he was always on the Cal State campus, which I put on here. It's like, do you think this kid – as a college kid is sitting here saying, I'm going to drum up the most elaborate lie about aliens and in order to do so at the ripe old age of 18, 19, 20, I'm going to start my backstory and alibi now here at Cal state. Like why, why wow. would he do that? You know what I'm saying? Like no one has that mindset. There's no way he was lying about that. No, no, well, I don't think so either. And to maintain it for this long, there's no way. Right. Never deviated from saying that. So the same goes for MIT. The same goes for Los Alamos. So in, he's sitting there in, in New Mexico when he's working at the labs. There's a newspaper article about him because he puts a jet engine on the back of a car, which is awesome. Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> in, yeah, that's crazy. Obviously then, a nerd, but a really yeah. cool nerd. In the article, it's captioned and put under there that he is a physicist at the Los Alamos National Laboratories. Now, if there's one thing about the media that we all know is that you're not going to, they're not the gospel. Like no. just because yeah, they say it, news. just because they say it doesn't mean that it's true at all. But again, well, why would I have a hard time believing the newspaper did absolutely no vetting of what he did before they put that. And it wasn't until like over a decade plus later that they came back and said, Oh, it was a misprint that we said he was a, a scientist at the labs. They found him in a phone book or something, right? Like a, a staff listing? Absolutely. Yeah. They absolutely found him in a Los Alamos directory, his name as a staff member on there. Yeah. There's no way that yeah, see, you can get in that by accident. It's just no, not gonna happen. And it's not like his it's not like his name is John Smith. You yeah. know, like like right. it's not right. so you can't just like pick up a, a name. bunch of Bob Lazar's that accidentally <laughs> exactly so they're like oh well look there's another John Smith and there's a John Smith they worked at Los Alamos like it 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 made it's too much and then to the Los Alamos stuff to me is kind of the most mind blowing or the most convincing I guess that most of it's real because all the stuff they found is is kind of stuff that you would almost someone was lazy and forgot to scrub. They got all the main stuff, but they forgot all the little, like all the little random details <clears throat> that his name could possibly be. And at first, like watching the film too, or the documentary, like the, the fact that he doesn't have anything from MIT or Cal state, 
kind of makes at first is like, man, I don't know. Maybe this guy is full. You ever shit. been to? And then, you ever been to Los Alamos? No, dude. When it comes to the DOE and when they're dealing with like nuclear stuff, dude, they're yeah. not messing around security wise. Like, there's no accident that Bob Lazar got on a directory or that. Right. You know, and, and he had like, to freaking be there. No, a hundred percent. And Los Alamos sucks. So again, you think this dude said after faking a degree at Cal State, I'm gonna go hang out in Los Alamos, New Mexico? No. To continue no. the backstory of my lie. That place sucks. I've been there. It's terrible. It's absolutely if you, terrible. If you want to be a janitor at Los Alamos, you're gonna have to go through some crazy screening. You've got to be clean as a whistle. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be some massive background checks. Just yeah, to so, get in. Yeah, yeah, so again, it's like th- there's just nothing. There's more evidence than what makes sense in the counter argument that he might be lying about that. No. I mean, as soon as I saw that, that's when I was more like, okay, maybe he did go to MIT. Maybe he did go to Cal State. Because at first it's, yeah, maybe this guy's full of crap. And then they, they go through all that random stuff they found, and it's like, right. nah, there's no way. So when like I Somebody went in and removed a bunch of his shit. They talked to his mom. Yeah. Yet he doesn't have a birth certificate. Do you think they found something like he didn't pay some old lady? The old you lady's know, not in on it. You Your know, the other thing, play the game. The other thing too, like I've gone on and tried to find a bunch of like, uh, whether it's just an article or evidence that's really disclaiming him. Like it's not out there. Like on the internet, there's usually not a shortage of people who are trying to discredit or, you know, ways to debunk conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Those aren't really out there on the internet for Bob Lazar. In fact, what you'll find more of is how over 30 years or so since he made his first, um, he had his first interview to make these claims. It's more of the fact that they've kind of corroborated what he said over time. And so for me, when I break down, Hey, why, why would I believe what this guy says that aliens exist? Okay. 30 years after claiming the fuel for the antimatter reactor is an unknown element. 115, it becomes reality. So how do you counter that? Right. Like you said, to me, it's the the whole. It's not one claim or this claim. It's the whole body of evidence, the circumstances around it. That if there was like a smoking gun that this guy is full of shit, or if he's lying, it would have come out by now. There's not even a single smoking gun to one of yeah. his claims. That's like, oh wow, that's really hard to defend. The big, the biggest thing that detractors say is that you can't find the records of him at you know Los Alamos or, or, or MIT and and uh, Cal State or whatever. Right, but, you know, like you said, do you, do you think it's hard for the government to go in and erase somebody's student records? That would be the easy. That'd be a typical Tuesday, right? That's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's when anytime somebody tries to discredit Bob, that's all they say is there's no record of him working here or going to these schools, so he's full of shit. But to me, it's it's bunk to me. Yeah, and so then he goes. He talks about specifically the movement, material, and shape of the crafts when he was talked about what he worked on and recent videos that the Navy has publicly verified shows eerily similar shape, flight pattern and design that Bob mentions 30 years ago from multiple sources. So how, how are you going to discredit that 30 years? And now you've got the Navy publicly saying, yeah, what this pilot saw is is definitely what he saw, and that is spot on to what Bob said, nineteen eighty nine. Like, what is your, what is a counter argument to that? And I think it's in, it's incredibly hard to try to maintain a lie that consistently for that long. At some point, you're going to slip up and like say the wrong thing, or you know, or you know, say the you know the wrong made up bullshit detail that you created in your head if you if you made something up. But he's been incredible, like you say, he's been incredibly consistent the entire time. Yeah. Absolutely. And so with, with the work and school records, put those aside, right? So this guy, Knapp, he was the investigative reporter at Las Vegas when he first broke this story. He went with him. This is, this is both their claims. But Knapp says he went with him to Los Alamos. And he said people recognized Bob and they were allowed access without credentials. Now, part of me is kind of like, that seems a little crazy. Because Los Alamos doesn't mess around when it comes to security. But he was like, look, we, he claims it. And he's really had nothing to gain by claiming it. And he said they basically went around and he, Bob was recognized all over the place. And colleagues talked to him. He was like, you can't fake having worked somewhere and building relationships with people. He's like, that's exactly what he had there. 
what this guy Knapp has never done anything other than be a, a small time investigative reporter in the Las Vegas area. So it's not like he was trying to break into Dan Rather territory of journalism here. Like, you know what I mean? You always have to right. look at like, what does the person have to gain from lying? And these guys have, have had zero gain. I no. guarantee that if, if Bob, if you asked him, what have you had to gain from this? He's like, I have not come close to gaining a single thing. No, they talk about so he, yeah. at the end of that or in the, in the documentary, they ask him that. And he's like, I haven't, I haven't made any money off this. And he, and he he's like, you know, in a lot of ways, it's made my life more difficult. He hasn't once changed his story either. No. And they, so he, I think the one thing for me was he said that I think, I don't know if the guy asked him off screen or whatever, but he's basically like, <clears throat> if I could go back all the way to the beginning, yeah, he's like, I don't know that I would tell because of the shit show that it right. has made because of his what's happened life. on his life. Right. right. And so he's like, I don't think I would, I probably wouldn't have told anybody I, if I could go back and do it over again. He's like, I probably wouldn't have said anything. And I think to me, Which to me is that's powerful. That's yeah, I agree. Totally. That's huge. Because if he, you know, if he opened up Bob Lazar's alien world and was trying to get book deals immediately, it's like, okay, this guy's full of shit. He's just trying to make a buck. Right. Yeah, Steve, but like you said, if he's, he kind of regrets it because it's kind of in a in many ways, it's probably ruined his life. Yeah. Like him and his wife, they're sitting there talking to his wife and she, how many times did they had, like, there was a couple times that they had the FBI come to their house. Yeah. Like in raid yeah. and she, her, his wife's just I mean, like rolling her eyes and she's like, yeah. Oh, it's been a couple times. Bob says like, in that not, he's like, I'm never not going to be harassed or watched by the government because of this. <clears throat> and so because he right. hasn't benefited in any way and he hasn't changed his story at all. I mean, even in 1989, he kind of alludes to the fact where he's like, I'm not trying to blow open. Uh, this isn't some like anti-government like, oh, this is like whatever. He's just like, I just think that there's things and technology and, and forces at play that everyone deserves to know about yeah man that's all it was about it's just like i just yeah. think people deserve to know yeah. uh whether we know a lot about it and it, i don't know if it's worth noting but i watched like three different youtube videos of quote unquote professional um <laughs> individuals we're all professionals on the internet oh, yeah. but they talk Damn, about reading they, they talk about reading body language and i mean they were all pretty consistent they were like dude bob is not his body language and physically like there's no tells there that he's being anything but truthful. Yeah. And so, so I mean like, so th that like, so he does do, he takes multiple lie detector tests pass all of them. And so like in order for this dude to pass that many tests, he would have to be and be full of shit. He would have to be the most psychotic, like deeply troubled human to believe all this because he's obviously because he's never deviated so he truly believes in his own mind he's got to have like some crazy level of like almost like schizophrenia or whatever and it would almost be more that would be almost more conspiracy believable. theories we can't we can't rule that out he could be yeah but so here's the, the thing though, he could like, be the I most say, amazing psychopath <clears throat> ever <laughs> <laughs> so i would say man he that's really believable but a lot of those dudes that are that unstable aren't married yeah. Like for him to be married and and like she seemed pretty normal again, like that is to me that's so So now we're putting that's the baseline of what well, now we're putting the baseline of female behavior at normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I said she's normal for a female. For a wife, she Sorry, was Sorry, you set me up for that one. Eve's gonna yeah. Eve's gonna crush me for that one. I think yeah. what we can all agree on <laughs> is that Bob Lazar lives this life where he's kind of a dork. He's getting harassed by the government constantly, but he's still married. So I think we can all agree this dude has an absolute hammer <laughs> to, keep, <laughs> to keep a wife, right? Great like, point. He's not rich. There's no, no other. He's not. This is a little sidebar, but I think we can all agree <laughs> Bob Lazar has an absolute hammer. To be he's able got to it. Around. That's a great point. No, that thing is, he's got to. The girth on that man. Just must a, be incredible sexual assassin the girthquake yeah yeah dude look at the, i mean yeah and if you look at him too he's just kind of like long and gangly like he's the dude yeah. that's packing he's for packing sure. some heat 100 percent. okay so good for him all right so i, so, I love this guy 
Bob always keeps coming up, right? Like we talked about in 30 years, they keep coming up with these events or, or people keep coming out and basically corroborating what he said 30 years ago. And so one of the most fascinating ones recently, and I'm going to let Steve-O take this, it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> Permission granted. Carry on. <laughs> oh, okay. I can start now. All right. So... Yeah, so so you sent me this me this link too, and I had not seen it. Um, and I actually watched this first. Then I went to the the Bob Lazar and, and had man, had you not sent me the Bob Lazar stuff, I still would have probably gone down that rabbit hole anyway. Because this guy, the pilot, and this whole story, they reference Bob like fifteen times in the two hour interview. So basically, on the podcast, this guy's name is Commander David Fravor, who is a pilot of some. It's a super hornet, some freaking plane. He's a Navy pilot. <laughs> He's he basically went through and held every like prestigious spot you can in the Navy. He's a freaking like I think he was in the Top Gun for a while. I mean, all this stuff. So this dude is incredibly respected. Started out as an enlisted Marine, I'll say that, Rock. Oh God. So he's at least did a little he? bit retarded. He did. Hi oh. Man, that's incredible. I knew he was a douche for some reason. I thought it was the pilot, but it must have been the Marine and pilot combination. All right, anyway, speed so, it up, dum-dum. So we've got uh, – well, you left me with five minutes, so I really appreciate no, that. No, no, no. So we've got we, all the time. we got plenty of time. Basically, the he comes on. He's talking about it. So he's on a training mission over in Pacific Ocean. Uh, then they're on there as they get out there, ready to go. They got whatever, how many, two, three, four more planes ready. There's two guys in each plane told by the ship radar guy. I don't know what his actual name is, but we're going to go with radar ship guy <laughs> to go live. Even though they have no live ordinance or anything, they basically, what, what they call it? Vector is like a vector call or some weird shit. Anyway. So they're like, Hey man, like real world situation. We need you to go look at this. So, then and only then, that's when they're told that they've had these things popping up on their radar for the last two weeks. And man, I don't like, that's I'd be pretty pissed. Some weak alien technology if they're popping up like that. Yeah. So they've been popping. Well, oh man, dude, I'd be pissed off. And they're like, yeah, we didn't tell you, uh, but we don't know what these are. And now one of them's out while y'all are in training. So why don't y'all go look at it? And if I'm the commander of a team, I'd be like, dude, hey, assholes, maybe you should tell us. If you can't, you have no idea what these clues, these things are. I mean, am I the only one? Does that drive me nuts or? No, you guys don't give a shit? Awesome. So. <laughs> I'm not a pilot, so I can't really give a qualified opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you got like in charge of your Joes. Like if your little boys are out there flying around. I mean. Nobody told you. Training mission, they were, and they were off the coast of. California. If the, if you're in the Persian Gulf, yeah, I get. It. I might be a little irritated, but you know, you're off. Uh, what about China? Well, yeah, if you're in the Sea of China, yeah, I'd be a little frustrated. But when you're <laughs> China. Up, you're come on. Anywho, all right. So they told uh, they're told about it, and they go over. One pops up. They say, "Hey, go check it out." So they do. As they get up close to it, they see. Uh, like he kept saying it was like some look like the size of a 747, but it's the, like the waves are breaking over. There's no white caps, no nothing. Then all of a sudden, just in this one little spot, there's these white caps. And so that kind of brings their attention down to that towards that area. And above it, there's this huge, like tic tap shape thing. And that kind of blew me away. He said, he thinks it's like 40 feet long. It's a big ass tic tac, um, moving around. There's no, it's bouncing around back and forth, like, the guy, the bearded dude on the on the Joe Rogan deal said it looked like a ping pong ball described as a ping pong ball bouncing inside of a glass. Yeah. So really fast, back and forth. And so there's no rotors, there's no rotor wash, there's no jet engine, um, it, there's no exhaust coming out of it, there's no nothing, right? And they're looking at it through IR, they're looking at it all kinds of different lenses. So this dude, to me, like he gets up to it they sit they they record it for a minute and a half it's public record he's not the only one there's there's sick there's his guy in his plane there's two more planes watching it uh all of a sudden it just kind of sits there for a while it changes a little bit to look kind of look towards them and then it just takes off and it takes off and you see it like in the video you see it go off the side of the screen they don't know how fast that is because when they're looking at it it has a doppler radar to see how far away it is and it 
can't get a lock on it. It can't see it at all. So it's being jammed. And the, the pilot kind of explains, he's like, so something that's actively jamming a radar like that, that's an act of war in, you know, in the human planet. So he's like, that's kind of a big deal. And then all of a sudden it just kind of takes off and then it disappears. Like they can't see it. And he's like, look, when you think about like the fast, he starts naming all these planes, which I don't know. I love when pilots do that. I am completely plain ignorant. I have no idea what these planes are. And he's like, take the fastest plane on earth. It's the SR seven, blah, 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 blah. Well, and I think that was a, it was interesting. Cause he's like, they couldn't see it anymore. And all of a sudden he's like talking about these spaceships or our rockets. He's like, man, even like a rocket, you can see it leaving for a while. Like it's in a plane of view for a good while. He's like, this thing was within seconds. He could, nobody could see it anymore. He, so he like, not only is it not an airframe that currently exists, he was like, it break, it doesn't, it, it couldn't exist in the current laws of physics as we know it, like the change of direction and velocity yeah. that it reached. Yeah. So it's not even like it's some crazy, you know, U.S. secret plane or something, you know, it just violated every known law of physics that we currently know about. Right. Yeah. They're saying basically if, if it was one of our planes with all the technology we have making those kind of movements and stopping that quickly and then changing directions, anything we own would have exploded. Yeah. Like there's nothing that could survive that. And so, which is pretty insane. Now they've started having more on all, on both coasts. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where this is actually in a safety brief now and for pilots flying on the East and West coast because they're afraid of, so they don't want them to fall, like run into one of them because they've seen so many and they've had so many. Now there, there's probably two or three more recordings which to me is insane. And I don't know about you guys, but I think this dude is completely legit. Like, Oh, for sure. Dude, he doesn't. And like the thing too, is he doesn't care. Like he could care less about aliens. He doesn't give a damn about like what people think. He I mean, he's like, look, I don't, this is just what I saw. Like I saw what I saw. We went back, we told everybody we got made fun of, right. which also seems legitimate <laughs> because that's exactly what would happen. Well, the fact yeah. that the Navy has like, published and backed it as like yeah this yeah. is this is factual video evidence like this happened like there was enough people that saw it where they were like okay we we can't we can't just deny this we can't just say it didn't happen it's all yeah right. it's youtube this isn't like some you know dark web conspiracy like you can watch it on youtube yeah the the, the video from his hornet or whatever yeah on the and then on the joe rogan deal he like goes through it and like kind of do it does like a play-by-play -play, which was pretty nice of him to do very convenient. Um, he brings up, so then he talks to me, he's like, look, there's no like men in black suits that came and like took all my stuff. Like they didn't take my, my recordings. They didn't take my radar. They didn't take, nothing was taken. Nothing was confiscated. Nobody, nobody came in the government that no one knew about. Like, he's like, none of that happened. That shit just doesn't, it's not how things happen. And so, and he even called it out. He's like, some people were saying that that video that's a minute and a half on YouTube is really. I disagree. I think that's, like, that's I think that happening. shit does happen. Yeah. I think that it's just not enough of a threat to where the U.S. government needs to make it happen. <sighs> yeah, I don't I'm know. Telling you, I, why would okay? Let's let's talk about let's let's kind of morph this into why some of the biggest questions like for instance starting with bob lazar like why why would why would the u.s government not just off bob lazar if what he was saying was true back in 1989 right because in retrospect it's great now that we have all this evidence that kind of substantiates what he says you like half of the stuff he said correct so if there's a reason though that governments keep things secret right it's because they don't fully know about them they need to figure out. They need to investigate. They need to know whether or not it's a threat. They need to know whether or not they can weaponize it, whether they can capitalize on some sort of technology. Sure. And only when they realize that it is beyond their comprehension or ability to make it an asset for themselves do they actually allow the American people to understand what's going on around them. I truly well, believe it's, that. It's, and it's a race. So why it's would, not just I believe that. So why wouldn't they just kill off Bob in 1989? I mean, there's no, there's no internet ones. like there is now. Who, who's going to honestly be able to track down the web of conspiracies in 1989 if they just were like, let's just go off the hung horse? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that legitimizes him. 
And I think, and this is, we want to go down the conspiracy hole. I think the U.S. government has done a good job of painting any UFO story as crazy that it's just immediately written off. And so as soon as you take a drastic action, like ax that guy, now people are going to be like, oh shit, like he was saying all this crazy stuff and then he got killed. That's suspicious. See, I agree with that. I thought that too. Being like a crazy person, then it's no big deal. Yeah. I thought that too. Well, I thought it would be easier to undermine his past, erase his his educational history, erase his job history, and then basically say everything you're claiming you are is a lie. Yeah. So why on earth would anyone believe claims yeah. that you worked on an alien craft if you're lying about what school you went to or what exactly. job you held? But at the same well, time, not- as as early as that was within them allegedly understanding or, or trying to exploit that technology. Don't you also think that like, that would have been a pretty sensitive time to where like, if that was true, they also would have been like, they could have just been like, no, get this guy off the streets. What are they going to think? What are they going to think about? We can still erase his past. We can still discredit him after the fact. And then people are, are they really going to bat an eye in 1989? If some guy ends up dead after claiming that he worked with it, well, I, I mean, I Alien think technology. so it talked about in the in the documentary how worldwide his story went and how fast. I mean, they had like they showed like clips of it being in like Italy and like random parts of the world really quickly. Like it was, you know, and they, they talked to the reporter guy and he said that was the most popular story we ever ran. I mean, it went all over. So I think that almost probably maybe that's what saved his life at the at the beginning of it where it just got so big so fast that they couldn't stop it. It was already like, well, shit. It's one of the now OG, we, now we can't the kill OG viral videos right there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he went viral so fast and and where I think it that's probably what would save his life. If they really did want to kill him. And then it because then it did immediately. Like I mean, you're talking like a week later. Now it's like, okay, okay, by the way, now Bob Lazar was is dead of a heart attack. And he was <laughs> some skinny Hank like just normal looking dude that's when everybody's like whoa what's did bob saying did bob talk about in the documentary so it's worth noting that very shortly after he did that 1918 1989 interview that he was arrested for um it was a prostitution ring yeah he ended up basically pleading down i think to felony pandering which again goes into how can you easily discredit someone? Well, as soon as you have a felony, you'll never have a security clearance again. So I mean, yeah. again, you can basically you can erase his his you can erase what he claims is his educational past. You can erase his job history, and then you can go ahead and basically make him in a no win situation where he's got a felony. He'll never hold a job that means anything to anyone ever again. Andy Again, I think that's – did he pervert. talk about I, – I kind of forgot in the documentary, though. Did he talk about that? Like, was that just – what was that situation? I don't remember. I, I remember it happening. I don't remember the details of how he got caught up in it. I, I don't remember those details. He They kind of explained it where he was – there was like a girl or something. So he he was like – in his eyes or at first he was helping her with and so he like gave her an apartment or he helped her with something and so she had an apartment but it ultimately became like basically helping her and she was setting up this prostitution ring a classic like he wasn't american, american love story he wasn't gator but he gator's bitches better be wearing jimmy's i know they use jimmy's <laughs> like he, it sounded like this he kind of helped this girl who then she became fucking gator and then because that reporter dude was like what are you doing you cannot do this like get out of this so because i think he turned Bob's himself like in. i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give you hip dysplasia <laughs> <laughs> that's a gator classic right there <laughs> yeah but it's interesting though you put him in a, a situation like that right he's like a nice yeah. guy he's gonna help this girl out then all of a sudden you basically put him in a no-win situation where he has to plead down, but it's still a felony. And now, you know, the future of his work is over again. It just goes towards discrediting him. And, um, I don't, he certainly, he doesn't seem to be like a deviant pervert. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think I know him enough. Do. I don't think I know him enough to say that, yeah, but no. I just can't. I, I don't see that <laughs> with that no. dude. No. Uh, nor do I think would he have held a wife that long as well if he was, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it's, I don't know. It's an, it's kind of insane. And I, I, I think that now you have, would, now that this commander, this pilot that came forward and he's talking about his deal and they have a recording and he even says in the podcast, uh, in Joe's podcast, he said that he's like, man, if I've met Bob, it's like, I've talked to Bob, I've met Bob, I've spent time with Bob. And he just kind of looks at it, Joe, and he's like, that's a normal dude. Like, that's a pretty normal dude. So like, I mean, I don't know, man, like, especially in the military, like we've been around, you get around a crazy amount of people, but a lot of people from all over part, different parts of the country, you get around a lot of people, you get pretty good at being like, yeah, that's, that's a weird dude. I'm not going to hang out with that dude. I don't want to do with that guy. That dude scares me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, wow. Uh, All right. No beer with that one. That's company included. Yeah, man. So for him to be like, yeah, yeah, he's a normal dude. He's just a normal guy. Like that to me again just solidifies it. And then this pilot again, just dude, he just doesn't give a shit. Like he's like, no. And then they they go through Wait, that. Talk about real quick. Stuff. Yeah, talk about real quick that stuff when you're talking about the. All right. So stuff. I think he. So so basically, Joe brings up the FOIA, which is Freedom of uh, Information Act. And so supposedly, like if you if you send in and you want some information from the government, then you're supposed to be able to. I guess get it, which makes no sense, but um, negative, negative. You can, You're allowed to request it, in which case they will a hundred percent tell you to F off with a, okay. with at best a redacted version of nothing. Yeah. That's what, so that's what made no sense to me because I'd never even heard of the FOIA before. I'm like, what the fuck? All right. So Joe asked him though, he's like, they never came up with anything from the FOIA. Why do you think that is? And that like, yet, yeah, but yet we can find some of the stuff on YouTube. And he goes, man, he goes, let me paint the picture for you. You send in your request. It's just going to go to some low-level dude sitting at the Pentagon. He has no idea about any of this. He doesn't care. He doesn't – he named the boat, whatever boat they were on, whatever the aircraft carrier was. So he's like, you're going to come in and say, all right, so you requested The low-level government dude's going to look at it for like – look for it for like an hour. He's going to search through some documents and through their little search engines – and then he's going to go through, he's going to look at his buddy. And this is how the, the commander's explaining it. He goes, he's going to look at his buddy and go, hey, have you heard of this aircraft carrier in this event? He goes, and his buddy's going to go, mm, no. So then he's going to rep- reply back. He's like, hey, I do my due diligence. I look for it. I spent a couple hours on it. And I don't find anything. So that's it. And it just gets denied. He's like, he's not, he made the point. He goes, the, the guy, this low-level dude's not going to spend the next six months of his life looking for some book report for you to do your book report. Like, that's just not how that works. And we've all been in, a, in the government now, in the military, as a government employee. And that's exactly how that works. Nobody, unless they know, like, they don't give a shit. They're just trying to get their job done for the day and yeah. go the fuck home. So that, so- to me, led Man, that made so one much of the sense. Funniest, like- one of the funniest stories I, I remember <clears throat> when we were in college at Oklahoma State, as far as clearances go, is Steve-O had a – what was it? Was it a buddy or a family member? Who was it? No, it was a cousin. My cousin okay, was the Air cousin. Force. Yeah. All right, yeah. So he talked about him, and he's like, yeah, my cousin's got like a top-secret clearance. And so we were like – I think we were in the gym, and we were literally just like, that's crazy. Like, this dude can literally just, like, go onto a computer and search all the craziest, yeah, oh yeah. like, secrets of the government because he's got a top-secret clearance. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I remember him saying that and us having that conversation where I was like, yeah, that's that's incredible. Like, how on earth? Like, I would have thought that that would have been, like, to get a top-secret would have just been such an incredible barrier and once you get yeah, no, it, you think just to be able to have there's like a to have access to like all a of top secret <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you think there's so like then, a top then they had this google then, <laughs> <laughs> you think there's like a google like a top secret google clearance like where you could just google whatever the hell you want now because you have a ts and it's gonna find you can find whatever jfk aliens and he even said, dude, he, dude, that's so I funny. swear to God, I remember so him funny. saying that he looked it up for us and he found he not all everything he could find, neither denied nor confirmed. <laughs> the of aliens. He looked he it up, totally lied to you and was like, yeah, uh, and he listens to this podcast. I can neither, asshole. I can neither confirm nor deny 
what you asked yeah. me to look up. What an ass. On my nipper computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just not how it works. Like we had, like technically, and you both, we had a TS SCI, right? Like that's supposed to be one of the highest levels of clearance. But all that freaking means is that you, if you have to know something, you've been vetted far enough to where you can yeah. be read on. If you're not read on, you don't get the knowledge or the, you don't just get to like go into a computer and look stuff up. Like that's right. not how you can that hold works. that. You can hold that clearance and never ever have been privy to any information that is that clearance as well. It just no, means right. that you I have the ability have I may have... to, to see information that is at that level. That's it. And if you never are on a mission or in a job or in a circumstance where you need to, you're never going to see it. So it's like you can have a TSSEI for 10 years and have never seen anything above, you know, for official use only. Like, no, like 100%. Ever. So, yeah, you're right, though, because there we were in college thinking that's what it was. Oh, you got a top secret clearance. You can just go see all of the U.S. government state secrets. And the yeah. thought of that was incredible. We were like, God, that is so cool. Oh, God, yeah. You could just go in and look up who killed JFK why the earth is flat and you can look up aliens all in one day. I was impressed with the level of scrutiny because when Adam, when, when you were getting yours, I had two FBI agents come to my little Jack shack apartment in St. Paul and they, <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for putting you on there, bud. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, um... no, yeah, that was a, that was a fun time. Yeah. They, I mean, I don't think I they got... could have done a better job cause they gave me a clearance. I think I, I think I got interviewed for yours too. I think there was a lot. Of what people. year was that? It would have been no. I know there's a lot. -ish. Yep. Yeah, it was mine too. Maybe yeah. 14. I had a buddy who was from the Middle East, and he worked next to me, and he came over. He was he's a great dude, and uh, he would make a lot of good jokes, and so would I. And so he comes over, and this guy comes up. He's got a badge on everything. I swear to you, and he's like, "What's that guy asking you about?" And I was like, "Why do you care?" And he was like, "Did he tell you?" You didn't tell him about the fact that I've been learning how to fly planes, did you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, that is terrible. And we all laughed, and it was funny. Simulator? Yeah, yeah. I promise. It's only for the cartels. <laughs> it's for the cartels. It's not for – it's not – nothing else. I think overall, though, like wrapping it up, I think it's just with conspiracy theories, I always look towards who has what to gain. And with this, with with a lot of it when it comes to especially, I mean, there's definitely some like ridiculous conspiracy theories when it comes to aliens. But for, you know, Bob Lazar and definitely with his Navy pilot, like they've had nothing to gain. They've gained absolutely nothing. And over time, it's almost all been vindicated through yeah. like factual, tangible evidence. So it's like, how do you not? I mean, it's it's awesome for me. I love it. I think it's great. But for, for any time I'm looking at a conspiracy theory, I'm just like, who has what to gain? Right. And if, if, if someone who's perpetuating a conspiracy theory has everything to gain, it's like, it's hard not to believe it sometimes. I don't care how crazy right. it is. Like, well, I, I think, I think you're right. I think you, he has nothing to gain. He has nothing to, to win from it. And it's just, it's amazing. Uh, Yeah. I think it's amazing, man. I think it's it's crazy that all this is still going, and I think it's a. Uh, it just it, now it seems like they just keep finding it more and more. So, I think it's awesome. I think it's it's easy to to you know um, not listen to some slack jawed asshole from a, you know a trailer park in Alabama when he you know claims he got abducted by aliens, but you don't get to 05 in the Navy by accident. Like that dude is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, first off, I'm from oh, Alabama. Sorry, I thought you were you talking asshole. about the slack jaw from Alabama. <laughs> I forgot you left Texas so hard. I forgot you're from Alabama. Oh, yeah, I'm broke. You know, yeah. know that if the good folks in Iowa didn't flush their toilets, Alabama wouldn't have fresh water to drink. You're welcome. In Iowa, God's yes, country, God's country, baby. So, mm, okay. 
I did forget to mention for, for Steve-O and for the listeners that I, I know you guys went to Oklahoma State, but I went to what many consider the Harvard of the Big 12, which is the <laughs> Iowa State <laughs> University of, of Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the Harvard of the Big 12, a.k.a. fan attendance of sporting events. Yeah. Oh, no, that's – I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like your school is – Worse than our school in education. I don't feel like Oklahoma State's. I mean, at least not the business side. His school is better than our school in football right now, you jackass. And that should fire you up, son. Because it pisses me right off. (laughs) 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 Well, Glenn, thanks for coming on, buddy. It won't be be the last time. And uh, yeah, anything else, Steve? Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks, Glenn, man. It was great to meet you, buddy. And uh, we'll we'll definitely have to come back on and go down a different rabbit hole of maybe a different conspiracy. Because I don't know, man. I think I believe. So I'm a believer. Oh, I definitely believe. I'm in. All right. Aliens are real. All right. End it. Drop it. Send it. This has been the Beyond Our Service podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, tell your friends all about us. This show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think or find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.